0: Yo, yo, fucking yo. What the hell is going on, Energy Fam? Welcome back to the next episode of Primal Alchemy's Red Pill Initiation Hour. Here with your host, Chris Story. Now guys, you all know just by now there's a a few little updates to touch base on before we kick today's episode off. First and foremost is my thanks... My thanks that come directly out of the vortex in my heart chakra to each and every one of you that has given me an hour or two of your day to hear me speak my truth from my throat chakra. Really, it really does mean the world, guys. And for everyone that's tuning in for the first time, this is how I start off each and every episode to show you my gratitude for you tuning in. Um, we're on a bit of a roll. We seem to be picking up listeners. Visibility seems to be increasing, so I must be delivering some value for you guys to be uh, getting the message out there for me. I don't pay any uh, any marketing or advertising on this podcast, so the growth has been organic, and that means that it must be coming from you guys. There's no other way. That's the only way that, it, that I could be growing, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really do mean it. So please leave me a review. And this is critical, guys. I don't normally ask for much with this business, but I am asking you a favor just to drop me a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. That is the one that I need the review on, as that is where other podcast dictionaries pull reviews from. So I really would like you just to give me a few minutes of your time Few minutes of your time just to drop me a review. If you think it's shit, then tell me it's shit. If you think that this is a woke as fuck podcast, then tell me. Just leave me something. The more reviews, the better. And that's what allows me to show up on the search results on iTunes to get this podcast out there to more people. And as a massive thank you, I always drop you an exclusive ten percent ten percent ten percent discount code red pill that's the code red pill that when used at checkout on primalalchemy.co.uk you'll get 10% off anything within your shopping basket at the time of purchase so again guys if you're brand new to this and this is the first time you're hearing my voice this is the first time that you are aware of the Primal Alchemy brand please check out our website primalalchemy.co.uk check out our vitruvian protein that's our flagship organic whey protein superfood blend It's got the adaptogens, nootropics, prebiotics flavored with high vibrational superfood powders that I source myself personally. I don't go to a manufacturer and look in a catalog of pre-made products and be like, yeah, that one's going to sell. That one's got big margins. Let's rip people off. And put my own label on it, and make out that it's our own unique blend, that is bullshit guys, that's what everyone else does in this industry, and I've fucking had enough of it, and that's why I've come out and made, which I believe to be the G-O-A-T, the pound for pound champ of the protein superfood powders in the world, only one on the market, to be fully organic certified, keto certified, paleo certified, and made here exclusively in the United motherfucking Kingdom. Now, if you're not in the market for a protein powder, then hey, why not check out our Ancestral Potential Coaching Programs? Now, what is that you say? Well, give me a little bit of time and I'll run it through for you. So the Ancestral Potential Coaching Programs is your chance to work with moi one-on-one. So if you're looking for a exercise program and an orthodox, unconventional exercise program that you're not going to find anywhere else on the interweb in the third dimension and i'm your guide check it out i can run you through everything you need in order to become a demigod and step into your power we can go through kettlebells functional fitness powerlifting, calisthenics gymnastic training Oof, there's a lot, guys. There's a lot to it. So, check out that's the demigod fitness program. We also have our quantum fuel nutrition program, which is a custom bespoke dietary program created by myself with you to get you into a ketogenic fat burning state, get you utilizing electrons and photons for energy, power up that mitochondria, get that ATP production going, and overall turn your body into an optimised bio-electrical temple, which it is. And if you're not looking for a fitness or nutrition programme, then this is where Primal Alchemy steps. A game up a level in our Enlightened Biohacking And This is where you're going to find all of the esoteric, spiritual shit that no one else is talking about, which I've dedicated my life to pursuing, Research and embodying, and now it's my opportunity to bring that into your life and help you become the hero of your journey. Again, guys, you can check all of this out at primalalchemy.co.uk. Now, I also had not a complaint, but I had a an opinion brought to my attention that I always do this where I now give an explanation of who the guest is and then the podcast starts and then I do it again. So, from now on, what I'm going to do, I'm literally just going to be like, moving on today's episode, our guest is daddy daddy da, and then I'm just going to say the name, and then we're just going to move on from there, instead of me explaining myself twice. And if you're happy with that, again, just let me know, just be like, yes, that's a better format, you don't ramble on as much, and I can actually get to the useful information without hearing you have to chat so much fucking shit. Okay, guys, this episode, episode 46 with Ravi Chander. I hope you enjoy it. This episode is fucking lit. Did I just say that? Okay, yeah, it is lit. It is lit indeed. Right, guys, I hope you enjoy. As always, Morpheus, show these fools what's up.
1: You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. As above, so below, what lies without resides within, time for growth to begin. Mental, physical, and spiritual, we find balance with all three as we focus on totality. The whole, not the half, this is for those on a spiritual path. Looking for the clues to the answers of life. But the truth ain't always nice, so leave your ego at the door. Let your inner lion roar. And your spirit soar as we go deep down to the molecular level tap into the body with some yogic breath throw in some calisthenics for a true strength test like the shamans of old we use the nature to heal with a little bit of dmt to reveal this whole life journey is a little surreal and your mind needs a leader not a follower in life let your mind be the master and you pay a hefty price this next 60 minutes is about self-mastery it's not an easy path and it's a lifelong journey but we up to it power with this red pill initiation hour with this red pill initiation hour brought to you by the matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth a three
0: and a two and a one and oh shit guys we're back sweet baby osiris it's episode 46 of the red pill initiation hour and guys i know i say this every episode that i say it every episode but this one really is a gem i've uh, been looking forward to this one for quite some time now we're going to be going down the esoteric rabbit hole a little bit we're going to be talking some woo woo some pseudoscience and we're going to be talking legit real magic we're not fucking around here this is uh This is a guest that I've been looking forward to for, yeah, a really long time. We tried to make it work before and our schedules kept clashing and then I managed to get him on and then things fucked up with the recording and then we had to, uh, just keep rearranging but the stars have finally aligned and, uh, yeah, we finally gonna make this, make this work. So, yeah, today's guest is Mr. Ravi Chander, aka Ra of Earth and, uh, yeah it's gonna be a blast, man, so Ralph, thanks for coming on, brother.
2: yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here and I yeah. like the red light you got there.
0: <laughs> oh I have to, man. It's late in the u k here I'm not gonna sit here and blast myself with blue light and fuck everything up so uh right, right. yeah i got I got a little um little salt lamp next to me, getting those negative ions out around me, dispersing them, breathing it in, and uh yeah, just it's good just, well, and plus it got, you know, I didn't think about it at the time, but someone brought it up to me and they're like, oh, it suits the theme of the podcast, Red Pill Initiation. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess it kind of does. So uh it, it's become a bit of more of a recurring theme now where I kind of just have this thing on and it kind of, yeah, just... I guess it kind of suits the theme, makes it a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more mystical, maybe. I don't know. Fucking hell. I'm just kind of making that shit up. But yeah, anyway, Ra, man, it really does mean a lot that you've come on and obviously just saying then that we've worked hard to get this, uh, to get this shit going. So for everyone who's not familiar with yourself, could you give us a little bit of a rundown of who Ra of Earth is and yeah, what you're about, man. You're a very special guy, very, uh, very unique, very authentic soul, for sure.
2: Yeah, so I hmm, I guess I'll just start in college. I went to college for psychology. A lot of the stuff we're going to talk about, I probably will be referencing my childhood. Mm-hmm. But I went to school for psychology and exercise science and played hockey since I was three years old to 23 And at that point after college, the decision was play professional hockey or move to California. And I decided to move to California because I didn't know. It was just the unknown of it and kind of already was satisfied with hockey. So I moved to California and I pretty much immediately started a gym. And... I, that eventually turned to two gyms and then I briefly owned a yoga studio and a ballet bar studio briefly for a little bit. So I owned I owned several gyms for ten years and and I'm giving you the fast forward version of my life because usually I spend way too much time talking about the gym part. But I the- like
0: that man. You can do that. Like trust, I'm <laughs> I'm interested in to know the details. It's all it's all important. It's all it's all uh, you know, I need to know the
2: journey of how you've become who you are, man. Yeah, so uh the important thing is is that I closed down my businesses and and now I I don't own a gym because I stopped believing in the gym. So so I've been studying the human condition since I was 17. So I I went to college at 17 studying psychology and I pretty much Uh, The college pace of learning was too slow. So I was, this is back in the days where we could pirate anything off the internet. Now everything's available for free, but back then you had to illegally get stuff for free. And I was downloading all sorts of teachings from the internet rather than buying books for school and college. So I went to my classes, I took my classes and I took my tests but I was just heavily consumed in studying information that was out there on the, on the internet. And, and this all started with, it started with psychology based stuff, but then it got into uh, seduction of women through the ether. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not where I started with women. It was like, dating, (laughs) and then like becoming a full spectrum male. And then it was eventually like, weirder and weirder and deeper and deeper stuff. And I was getting into meditating down to the frequency of the earth and then traveling through that frequency and popping up in the dreams of women.
0: Um, (laughs) Fucking hell.
2: (laughs) And then seducing them and then, uh, and then having them show up to me in real life to prove that what I was doing on the dream round was, was real. And that was when I was 19 years old. So like 17 years ago. And that was, that was around the start of me figuring out that reality is way, way more than, than we're taught, you know? And so I ended up moving to California. I owned a gym and I was working with people and still I was, I was competing. I was a very high level crossfitter. I was competing and things weren't making sense to me. Things that you know, with training and sports, it's there's the body-mind-spirit connection, but my spirit was, like, way more powerful than my body and mind. And it's something that nobody was really talking about, no coaches were talking about. There's There's a lot of stuff about mental toughness and mental fortitude, but I was doing things like, not working out and not training at all for months at a time. And then showing up to competitions where guys were training 24 seven was their entire life and even taking uh performance enhancement drugs. And I would just show up just rolling off the beach the day before from being in Europe for a month. And I would, I would be winning these competitions. I would be doing very well in a sport that a lot of people took very seriously. And at the time I didn't really understand why. And so I said, I stopped believing in gyms. Eventually I I put all the pieces together and I realized that there's a way to make yourself superhuman without diet and exercise. And I know you have a supplement brand, so I'm sure it all ties in. And definitely diet and exercise, are key components, but I don't think that they're the foundation, right? So yeah, I was, it's a piece of the puzzle for sure. Right. And, and I didn't know that, you know, in the beginning it was, it was exercise was end all be all for human performance. And then it was food, right? Like no nutrition makes a bigger difference. And then I discovered all of this other stuff that, that pretty much just keeps on getting deeper things like earthing and being out in the sun and and what you're doing with oxygen and your intention and, and the harmony of your DNA and, and how it's coiled and the frequencies that you're sending into your body. Like you're talking about the red light, right? And, and even just how you think about reality, because your belief on reality is what it is, you know? So the last two years I've been pretty Pretty much uh, floating around, experimenting further into the depths of, of what makes us human. You know, just experimenting and researching and observing and having discussions with people about all of this reality and, and what it means and how we can use it within this realm, within this physical realm. How can we use the metaphysical within this physical realm? but uh that kind of goes into your red your red pill what is it the red pill
0: red pill initiation oh, hour but initiation. that's yeah that's that's what it's initiation into the uh into the mysteries i want to try and make this almost like a modern day mystery school of the uh mm. th- those that universal mystery religion that was uh that was really the really key to uh pretty much how history's played out it's m- most of the greatest minds that we know throughout history they were all initiated into these uh exclusive fraternities as such and uh, yeah they they were taught the uh the true the truth about reality the universe their place within it and how to navigate between the physical and non-physical and when they did that they Normally, they they created a for like some form of like etheric link where they could extract information from the uh, the collective consciousness, and then they brought that back into our reality. And then that's where we started to make these major advancements, these major milestones within the within the uh, yeah recorded history. But again, like my my um my sort of hypothesis and all this is that um it's it's my hypothesis and theories of others and soon to be proven fact that our history goes back a lot longer than we've been led to believe we're like we think that we've that the civil civilization began six thousand five thousand years ago that's just as graham hancock calls the fingerprints of the gods gods. yeah man this is this is just this is just the beginning like we're we're living in a such an important time within history within human history here on earth like this is a this is a peak time, man, and then there's loads of... Uh, you can go into that deep about why why so many souls are incarnating at this time because of this great awakening that's going to happen. But uh, before we get into that, man, I just, I just want to know a little bit more about just some of the massive... Revol- <laughs> I just got this fucking image in my head, by the way, just massive tangent of you just fucking astral traveling into the into the dream into the dream realm and just seducing these (laughs) females man why the fuck have you not got some like book out that's detailing that shit like there's people that are doing books on the art of seduction robert green like fuck he made he made millions off that and then you you could have fucking take that to the next level but obviously money's not the uh the driving force here but damn man you like doing that sort of shit that's that's like Dr. Strange style, but at the same time, kind of like taking advantage of females. Right, right. That's
2: that's. the, at the time when I was doing all this, I, mo- I haven't done that with, with a lot of women. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you that it's a 100% success rate. I like, fucking bet it is. 100%. And now it's to the point where they'll tell me, because now I'm meeting women that are connected. Right. Oh, God. And there is no hiding like we're we're all initiated. So the conversations we're having, like there, there's no expl- explanation necessary. So they'll just straight up tell me like uh, you asked me to, to be here. Like you like like I'm calling you because you told me to call you. What are you talking about? Like you came to me and told me to call you. So, uh, yeah, now, now they're catching on and they can, it's, it's a thing now. It's, it's like, I almost don't need to use the telephone. Uh, and these women are getting so lit up that they're receiving transmissions and they're not questioning them and they're acting on it. So yeah, yeah. That's fucking insane, man. (laughs) And actually it, it, uh, the initiates so what i know about the egyptian mystery school is uh we don't need to go there but uh yeah the seducing the seducing women thing that was my that was my first method of meditation that i ever did i would i would focus on the colors of my chakras like red through purple and then uh like bring myself down in a frequency level right because i'm I'm aligning my mind to these colors. And so as I'm changing my mental state through the colors of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, uh, my entire state of being would shift. And then I would uh, be on the top of a staircase and, or in front of a cave and I would walk into the darkness like walk into the darkness, and it gets so it goes from purple to black, blacker, blacker, darker, 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 darker. And by that time, I'm basically lucid dreaming. So if you get to a lucid dreaming state, then I open a door to my dream world, and within my dream realm, uh, I can do a lot of stuff. I think even Napoleon Napoleon Hill talks about this, making a similar concept meditate. And then you can meet with a mastermind group. So you can meet people that are living or dead within a group. And you're basically having like a meditation meeting with your superheroes.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: he used to do this, and and you could exchange ideas with these, these beings that from a linear timeline standpoint were living a hundred years ago, but Now they're like in your, your awareness now. So yeah, this, this is, this is just a practice that we can do. And, and if we're aware of our dreams and our meditations being an actual reality and not just some internal thing happening in our head, but it's actually like an actual reality, then, then it is, there's, there's many entities that have been channeled through humans that all say the same sort of information also
0: yes some of the uh again some of the greatest minds in history they all like even when you talk about um like the ancient greeks and we talk about the the form of genius like our definition of genius is a lot different to how the ancient greeks viewed it the ancient greeks viewed it not as a person but as a you channel the the form of genius through you and it was there momentarily for whatever it is that you any information that you were channeling through you, and then it would disappear that no one themselves is a genius. you just have the capability to channel genius, and that genius i mean what could it be it could is it just your ability to be able to access more information, more data more the source code from the uh from the dimensions above, or is it? entities that you're channeling or spirits that you're channeling then you obviously if they're residing in that realm and you're channeling through it they can bring that information from that realm directly to you through your through you and uh out to whatever time frame you're living in and uh yeah i find it interesting man so obviously you said that you did the meditations and it was like a visualization of working up the chakras working up through the uh working up through jacob's ladder through the spine and then getting into the, uh, yeah, the old crown chakra where you're then sort of going into that lucid state. Um, is, so that's through the meditation alone. Do you, do you lucid dream a lot from
2: just like when you sleep at night? If I practice my sleep hygiene the way that I would like to, mm-hmm. then yes, I do. Which is not sleeping at one time. Do you do like so, a
0: polyphasic sleep cycle? Yeah.
2: If if I'm doing that, then I'm my dreams are crazy. Interesting.
0: What sort of what sort of um, breakdown have you got in terms of the hour the wind the
2: like the wind, the hour windows of sleep do you do? So no longer than six hours and about four hours if I were to plan it, and then there's no there's no real uh, consistency. It's just when I'm tired, I take a nap, and so okay. even if, even if it's 10 p.m., I'm gonna set my alarm, or I'm gonna try and wake up at 2 p.m. because I don't want to go from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. or 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. Yeah, and then I just get up at two, and I'm reading, and I'm and I'm active, and I'm eating, and so. Like normally if we're if we're awake, wake, awake, awake, and then we go into the sleep. Yeah. And we're been sleeping all all night and then we're awake. There's a few things that happen in that scenario. Number one, your body is in a still state on a mattress for eight hours. Well, let's say six to ten hours. And that's not actually very good for the circulation and the mobility. And the, the most important thing, which is the electrical flow of current through our entire body. Us just being still and stationary actually impedes all of that energy going through our body. But if we're awake and moving and eating and, and constantly, and I mean, it depends on how your fasting is going also, if you throw in that, that's another, that's another conversation. But if you're awake and moving every few hours and that, you're actually a lot more mobile and loose and the energy can channel through your meridians and activate you a lot more. Uh, and it also brings your conscious life, your conscious waking mind closer to your dream state because now you're kind of flowing ah, like yeah. almost in between. And it, and it brings your dream realm, the, the infiniteness of your dream realm into your conscious waking life. So it actually completely transforms your reality because you're merging two dimensions. You're getting closer to merging those two dimensions.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, man. I've done the, I experimented with like um, polyphasic sleep cycles and biphasic when I was at university. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I, 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 I kind I, I get where you're coming from. Like I, I found some benefit from it. Like I understand the whole, like the whole sort of premise of what doing a polyphasic sleep cycle is, which is to essentially upregulate your the your physiology in a shorter space of time that you would get in your prolonged period of sleep, and then be able to condense that into shorter, so you get better quality sleep in a shorter period of time. So you're only sleeping for the time necessary for you to get the benefits. And then you don't need that extra shit on top. And um, one of the things though, Rad, I'm thinking of man, which is going to be interesting. I wonder if you've got an answer because what's, um, how does that affect your circadian rhythm?
2: You know, there's a lot of theories that all make sense. And, we have to be careful to not take them as dogma. Mm-hmm. Even, even things like we're supposed to be awake during the sun and asleep when the sun's down. like Things that make perfect logical sense, we have to be careful to not take them as law. Right? And we have to be careful to, to question and wonder and even experiment unknowingly against through and around our normal, logical, conscious, analytical mind. And the concept that we should be awake during the sun, when the sun's out, and we should be asleep when the moon's out, it makes sense. But when you look back into history, it wouldn't, like, if we want to go, it depends on how far back we want to go. But let's go back to our animal, like our physical nature uh an animal you know they're they're awake they're waking up every single time like there's a sound around them right and if we even if we fast forward to like caveman days one of us would get up for an hour every single hour there'd be a different person staying guard right to make sure that a, a huge lion doesn't come eat everybody so i think it is a natural way to be awake. Then also, the frequency of the sun isn't just affecting the earth through visible light spectrum. There's all sorts of other frequencies that come off the sun that are looping around the earth past where the visual light is. And those frequencies, so if you think about the time, like 3.30 a.m. to 6 a.m., like two, two hours before, before sunrise, this is the time where everybody in the East knows is the best time to meditate. Yeah, the that's, time that's
0: meditate. the time where there's uh, most chance of so- so-called
2: possession. Right. So you want your spine actually vertical during that time and not horizontal. And so that is supported in a polyphasic sleep cycle, right? And then also a lot of the world takes naps during the middle of the day, Right. They're they're taking siestas, and that's also a polyphasic sleep schedule. So us in America, our our version of circadian rhythm is a little off. Like even though we use the term circadian rhythm and we, we, we base it on the sun, there's also other rhythms. I forget what they're called. Altered, there's like an ultradian, ultradian rhythm. Yeah, yeah, ultradian rhythms that are happening every few hours in our body and those need to be reset so if the ultradian rhythms are just going and going and going and they don't ever get a chance of the body resting so they can go through their cycle then that's also getting screwed up so the circadian rhythm isn't the only important thing and i'm also stating that i don't think we have a good understanding of it
0: yeah it's kind of it's it's not like it but it's kind of like if you're only looking at the circadian rhythms, it's like you're only looking at macronutrients and then you've got the ultradian rhythms and then you've got the micronutrients and you can mm-hmm. keep going down levels. It's, that's kind of what you're getting at. It's that we're, we're now just starting to introduce um, or become more aware of the, the implications of circadian optimization. But as we do more research and get deeper into that sort of chronobiology, then it's you're gonna find that there's a lot more subtle energies that underpin it, that are at the foundation. It's almost like the circadian rhythms is like the tip of the iceberg with it.
2: Correct. It's it's like macronutrients are important, but if your micronutrients are completely non existent, then macronutrients don't like they mm. don't really matter. And if your micronutrients are like supercharged, then your macronutrients actually don't really matter at all. And actually that that's something that is provable the whole like paleo versus vegetarian versus vegan versus intermittent fasting versus carnivore like there's all these different types of diets and and i've tried them all and at the, below them i'm making sure that i have the highest quality food so that all the micronutrients are are full and amplified and no matter what my macronutrient uh spectrum is um um, it's always the same it's always the same because my micronutrients are there and the intention for me to be fit and healthy and the way that i want that's more important than protein fat carbs yeah but if none of the other stuff is in alignment then protein fat and carbs are going to matter so yeah it's it's like everything else it's very complex right so we got to just be careful of not making anything a law or a dogma or it's only this way. Uh.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, we can get, we can easily get stuck into the loop of just taking superficial, um, the superficial layer as the truth. And there's so much more to everything that meets the eye. And, um, Something I want to get into with you, dude, because I know that you're you're dig this sort of shit as well. So my sort of outlook, my sort of, I guess, my philosophy that I've come to um, embody is through all the research I've been doing as well, is that we're living in a sort of a, a a spiritual virtual reality game that our sort of we've got our avatar, our sort of biological temple that our consciousness is tuned into. And it's essentially what we have to do is almost look, look at life as a fucking RPG. And we have to live our hero's journey in order to go through the process until we hit the point of self-actualization, which is we remember that we are the source code of the game itself. And then that's pretty much, once you hit that point, that's when yeah it's like you've activated god mode it's we are mm-hmm. the we are we are the gods with amnesia that we've forgotten our roots we've forgotten who we are it's like simba on the lion king when he when he goes to the point of um when rafiki kind of hits him over the head and he's looking into the pond and and he says like um he's like he lives in you and he looks down at the pond and he sees mufasa then he looks up to the sky and then the clouds part and then that's the part of the hero's journey which is the atonement of the father which is when you confront something in your life that you feared the most or that you've had that guilt holding you back and then once you overcome that you you start the 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 growth and transformation process of becoming the ordinary into the extraordinary and um that's something that i that's whenever i need motivation man i always watch that fucking scene and it just it gets me going to uh yeah fulfill destiny man and this the just bringing that back though to the original point of just reality as a whole what what do you how, what what are your outlooks man like what how do you view day to day life like what's your like what's the sort of foundational philosophies that really guide you on whatever path it is that you see yourself
2: on so first of all, that was a beautiful explanation of the hero's journey. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Yeah, it was good. So just like I was saying before about the the law and the dogma, I think that we're all programmed in school to to look for the one answer, right? It's the fill in the blank, and there's one answer, and everything else is wrong. And there are schools that, it's like more free flowing. So, but most of the schools in America, by most, I mean like 99.9% of it are this sort of one answered one philosophy way. So when we think about, when we think about reality, we have to understand or understand that it's more than one thing, right? And it's fluid and like we can explain it on a scientific level. We can explain it uh, all different types of physics, right? They all say different things. Newtonian physics versus string theory versus E8, I think is is like the newest one, which is talking about the eighth dimension, uh, which I'd like to get into a little bit. <clears throat> uh, we can talk about reality as if aliens exist as if our higher selves exist, as if this is a matrix and we're really just in a pod somewhere or a slave species and, and or this is just a practice realm for something else, for the true God realm. We can talk about this in a way of that every single religion interprets it uh, and it all mean the same thing. And we have to, like the way that I view it is through all of these different lenses. So I'm in a reality. I'm in a dimension right now in this experience. So I imagine that I have lenses, right? I have the aliens made us, right? And we're sort of the ant farm of the aliens, right? And I can like throw that lens away and I can view it from a, this is like you said, a a training ground for us to go through the hero's journey and learn all the lessons and get to the point where we graduate to our true divine nature. Like we can view this from many different lenses. And I think if you start learning how to use these lenses, you actually see that they're all part of like one lens. Like they all make up the same thing. And it's hard for our brain in this dimension to make sense of because our brain is in, it's made to consider and sense the third and fourth dimension, right? Like third dimensional physical reality with linear time. But one of my lenses that I mostly view with is, is from a higher dimension than that. So a lot of the concepts that our brain is is wanting to do our brain wants to filter everything into this third and fourth dimension we have linear time and there's and and I don't hold that to be true right so it's almost like I have to think around what my brain is naturally programmed to to handle and so what's the most interesting one to talk about right
0: one of the things I just wanted to jump in with there, Raman, that it just made me think of you saying that you're looking through the world for all these different lenses, but it's all kind of one lens. It just reminds me of uh, on the Matrix when Neo meets the architect and the architect sat in the room with all of the uh, all the TV screens that show showing all the different realities. And you are the architect, like the architect in the Matrix created the Matrix. And it's the same with us. Like although we are Neo in that we are the chosen one in order to break out of the Matrix, at the same time we are the architect in that we created, we create the reality that we uh, that we live in, and all of those different lenses that you were saying was just the architect being able to to look at all the different screens, whereas we get caught up in one screen, we get caught up in one reality when there is infinite realities that we can navigate through if we if we know how to step back. And view through multiple lenses. That's right. That's right. the way that I kind of interpreted yeah. what you were saying. Well,
2: I say, I say. So you are the architect, and you are the character. Is is correct? The way that I say, it, there's actually three three viewpoints. I use a video game analogy. If you imagine playing a video game, and you're mm-hmm. playing the a character on the screen, uh, you are the person manipulating the character's actions. And you are the person that designed the video game. Mm. So you're the designer, you're the one telling the person and you're the the actual character and you're spectating the whole thing. It's like this whole weird thing because it can only be that way, right? If we were made from a grand higher force, we were made of that force. Mm-hmm. We were made of that. So we are that. And so just like, Uh, a skin cell doesn't know uh well i've never talked to a skin cell but the (laughs) skin cell on my knuckle it has its own life journey it it consumes food and excretes waste and uh coordinates with its its fellows (laughs) and it lives and dies right and if you were to go down and tell the skin cell like yo bro like you're part of this grander being uh the skin cell might like it that would interrupt its life its life's perfect purpose, right? It that doesn't matter to the skin cell because the skin cell's purpose is to be a skin cell, to to incorporate this whole other concept that there's a being that you're attached to. It doesn't it takes a a lot it takes a lot of reaching to get to that point. So if we tell ourself that like yo, we are a like speaking a cell, like yourself is a part of this grander thing it's hard for our brain to comprehend that because our brain isn't made to take that into consideration so you almost have to do a little bit of fake it till you make it for those mm-hmm. of you th- who 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 haven't and this is called faith and trust but really it's like just experiment like if you have if you have information that you don't know is true, then just live as if it's true. And if, if you're getting feedback from your reality that this magic or this way of thinking is working, then it's working. You don't need the president of the United States or some scientist or some study to tell you and validate that it is true. Even though there are studies that validate that all of this is true, it's just it doesn't get media attention, you know? And like speaking, you brought up uh Greece or Rome, I forget which one, which one you said, but these people all used oracles and oracles are, like you said, they're geniuses as, as they call them that have access to a higher dimension. And so whether they want to call that like an angel uh, extraterrestrial or source or infinite intelligence, or just a higher dimension, like it's all the same thing and it's all true. It can be an extraterrestrial that we view because you know most of these extraterrestrials that we're viewing they're making themselves viewable to us because they're coming down to our dimension they need to take a physical form and they need to be one person Uh, but a lot of them are like an entire civilization of people that dissolve their bodies and now are into one group communion and then they're transmitting what they know from their entire species into into us
0: have you had any uh, contact with, uh, with any extraterrestrials? Uh,
2: yes, is the answer to that question. Um, I've seen up close. Uh, hmm, I guess they would be all classified as UFOs, though. But some of one particular time, and it's happened multiple times they're like really close to me uh, uh orbs of light that are mm-hmm. about the size of my fist that yeah. look like they they're ripping through paper, but it's reality they rip through reality, like it looks exactly like it's ripping through paper, and it just shows up that way, zooms around, and then rips out and And uh, and I can have communication with them because I can be like, hey, my friend's here. Can you show can you show yourself to him? And then my friend who's never seen this before will also see it. Wow. Um, So and they don't emit light. So even though they're a ball of light, they don't it doesn't shine light. It's like this weird thing. So I've seen that and I feel like there's communication. They come to me in dreams also. I've seen, uh, like flying discs like that were very close to me, like 200 feet away and then another UFO. now these don't need necessarily the actual ships don't necessarily need to be extraterrestrial, right? Like they could Mm. be our own secret space program. Are Um, you into the secret space program, dude? Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, man. I love it. I had, um, I'm trying to get Billy Carson on, and then I want Corey Good on here as well, man. To go oh, yeah? to go deep in on that, yeah. Did, have you watched that? Um,
2: oh, what the fuck is it called? Cosmic Disclosure.
0: Yeah. And then what's the film they just released? Something majestic? Above majestic? Or I think it's just called
2: majestic. Is that the one? Have you have you have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that, but I've I've seen I've seen every episode of Cosmic Disclosure. So I'm the type of person that, and this has been for the last. Forever, where like if I'm in the shower, there's a screen that's just playing uh like some sort of information. Mm -hmm. And and it's just it's just constant stream of information coming in. So yeah, Cory Good is has a lot of information coming out. He says
0: he says he's got some new information that's gonna be released in the next few weeks um supposedly it's going to be have you do you know a channel on youtube called edge of wonder
2: no i don't really oh they have
0: no. they've blown up man recently they've literally gone from like they must have started just near the end of last year and to this point now they've got over like four hundred thousand followers or subscribers and they actually do some really good content man it's uh and they've got they've done a few interviews with uh like david wilcock cory good uh billy carson uh, Jordan Seffer, a lot of those sort of p- names within that sort of alternative conspiracy truther movement, but um, they're in contact with Corey all the, um, all the time and he, supposedly, yeah, some there's going to be supposedly there's a big WikiLeaks dump coming soon, which is going to be tied in with the fall of the deep state, which is supposedly happening now, and at the same time there's also going to be um Corey's come into contact with a lot of information concerning yeah the, the advancements within the secret space program so yeah interesting huh?
2: yeah uh cory has illuminated a lot of things and the crazy uh the crazy thing is i do a lot of reading also and a lot of reading about channeled entities and a lot of like a lot and so and a lot of these books aren't recent like they're 50 years old 70 years old 100 years old and they all sort of say they they weave the story of reality in a different a different way um and but none of it like Corey. everything he said has never been like it all makes sense to me taking into consideration everything that i researched and experienced everything he says is like yes that like this is true. It sounds true to me. It feels true to me. Um, And then, like you said, the only way that one would think that what he's saying is bullshit is if that person believes that the, the standing operating history of, of humanity, that, that it was like, Couple thousand years old, and the Egyptians built the pyramid thirty five hundred years ago, and and we're the height of technological awareness on this planet. Like that, that story doesn't match with something cory Good's saying, but but that story is. I don't want to say it's garbage because I I tend to to say that everything is truth. So the, the story that is being fed to us in schools. I, I believe it's, it's doing a really good job of controlling 7 billion people on the planet, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now whether that's positive or negative, I, I have like a neutral stance on uh, the things happening on this planet, um, you know, cause we take advantage of the entities below us. Like, like whether we're talking about people who built my clothes, you know, the little Chinese kids that built my clothes or or the, the slaves that mine the crystals that all these spiritual people are, are wearing, Like we take advantage of those underneath us. We take advantage of the plants and the animals and the microorganisms and the, and the earth and even just the earth itself. We're taking advantage of all these things. So it only makes sense that the entities above us, whether we're talking about in our physical realm, like the more powerful corporations and uh, beings that are here, and or the, the higher dimensions. Yeah, they're, they're feeding on us. They're taking advantage of us as are we. Like if you're going to make a self-perpetuating system, all of the parts need to use the parts underneath. It needs to be a giant churning cycle and you progress up the wheel. And so the fact that all of this stuff is happening and we've got, you mentioned conspiracy theorists, like that is all, it's perfection. Like it is happening as it should be. Otherwise, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be happening.
0: Yeah. Do you uh, watch? Um, do you watch Rick and Morty? Have you Have you seen them? Have you seen that show before? Uh,
2: no, but like one of my very good friends is the. I don't want to say his job title, but he's. Let's just say, he makes the characters.
0: So you've like, been channeling awesome. your information into him, Ra Man, because that show is fucking on some next level. There's, there's literally one episode that pretty much describes what you just said. Then, with the layers of. Um, the higher the hierarchical layers of like being, in that there is this one episode where Rick and Morty go into they travel into Rick's uh, car battery, which he created, which Can you has tell me about this one, yeah, yeah, and it's got a universe within inside of it, and that universe, their job is just to live their lives, but little do they know that what they're actually doing is creating energy for this battery. But what they find out is that one of the masterminds within that universe within the battery has also followed the same idea as Rick and he's created a battery to power their universe and they go into it and they just keep going into these layers and layers and layers of, yeah, just these different realities, but it's still the same thing that this reality is just a, a, a battery for something greater above it. But yeah, man, it just made me think of it then when you were saying that. Oh
2: man, fucking uh, such a trippy show. So let's take, let's, uh, Let's take a concept that we've talked about, which is meditating and astral traveling and dreaming and higher dimensions. I wanna, I wanna wrap it all up into a concept. Yeah. Um, just for people listening, if you would imagine, I don't really have anything that's a perfect shape.
0: This you got no platonic
2: solids lying around, dude. Not. Have like that.
0: fucking dodecahedrons and shit lying around your house
2: yeah so this this is where i i have lived at one time but i don't currently live here now i'm kind of monk i'm on the monk status i'm i'm just floating nomad style yeah so all my stuff is in storage right now but like let's just say this was a platonic solid a perfect shape um this is a three-dimensional object right it's got height width and depth and so it is in the third dimension if i shine the light on it it would create a shadow and it would be like if you could see on a table, it would create a, a two-dimensional shadow, right? And so even though I have this, again, let's pretend this is a perfect crystal shape of some sort. If I have this perfect shape, as I turn it around, the two-dimensional shadow starts warping into something else, right? So if you're a second-dimensional being, you're going to be experiencing this in a different matter at a lower dimension. Right. So there's dimensions above us that are casting energies onto our level, essentially. So just like the two dimensional being is experiencing an essence of this, but not the true thing, Mm -hmm. we are experiencing uh, essences of the dimensions above us and they are warped and twisted and not, not attuned to this actual, to whatever this is in the fifth dimension, you know, um, which our brain can't really grasp because our brain, and now you insert our third and fourth dimensional brain into the reality we're in. It overrides the, the, uh, hmm, the energetic cord we have to the higher dimension. It overrides to send, to have sensorial, uh, It makes sensory data out of the sensory inputs that we have in this dimension. And so, when you talk about somebody who has the ability to channel source or an extraterrestrial or whatever, some interdimensional travel, astral travel, being awake when they're dreaming, what I believe is happening is that the mind that normally is operating within this dimension is being set aside right so that's where you're meditating or sleeping or in trance it's being set aside and we're getting a direct connection to this higher dimension that is more pure more closer to source just like a second dimensional being can't really sense this unless they channeled up to it and they see that like wow there's there's something i don't even know existed is is existing and it's casting its essence onto us but we're living in like sort of a warped version of that Mm. um and so i believe that that's what's happening when we're channeling universal or infinite intelligence we're just accessing closer to source and we're leaving this this reality
0: yeah it's like um it's like kind of what you're saying then with the shadow analogy it's it's like our physical body is the dense shadow of something in a higher realm that's shining down which then relates to like plato's cave analogy
2: mm-hmm. if
0: if if you know of that and it's um yeah it's it's interesting as well what you're saying of the way that our brain works in the third dimension and that it's obviously everything that we smell touch hear taste all of our senses are just electrical impulses that our brain is decoding and then we're projecting that into our reality but then we, there's a lot of this other external stimuli data coming in but i feel it was almost like our brain only creates the reality that it seems fit for our survival in the current moment i think that's uh, a factor that's played that's kind of played uh plays a part within this equation and i had um a guy named professor donald hoffman on the podcast of a few weeks ago and he's a professor out in the i believe the university of california irvine hope i got that one right donald fuck and uh yeah basically he's one of these big proponents of like virtual reality uh, simulation theory kind of and he's got these equations that he breaks that he's he he says are mathematically precise that shows that the universe is a mathematical simulation as such. But and the way that he talks about it is if I'll kind of relate this into like RPG mode, like you were saying with like the you had like the person playing the game, the person who created the game, and the avatar on the screen. In that we yeah we kind of are in this virtual reality, and you've got. Player one, which is us, and then you have what he calls um conscious agents, which would be the NPCs, which would be the non playable characters. Which in my game, I'm playing is you, and in your game that you're playing, I'm an NPC. And um, basically, he's he what he describes is that the 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 things in the way we experience reality is to gain what he calls fitness assets, and fitness assets are something that attribute to. Our ability to survive so that we can procreate and the brain is only gonna again it's kind of, he he's quite scientific in it he hasn't he hasn't necessarily got that spiritual um sort of backing behind it, but it's very Darwinistic in that he where he's- his point of view that he's coming from in that it's all about pro- like recreation and survival the fittest sort of thing
2: but again Which is, yeah that's that's immortality, right? Mm. So, so he's saying that we attain fitness assets and eventually become immortal, which is what we do when we clone ourselves, and that's the whole race that we're all trapped in. And that's definitely, I see all of his perspective and points, and that's that's all it all rings true. Um, but like I said, it's, it's not just that, yeah, it, like it, it can't be just that. Because there's non-playable players. What is it? Non-playable players? Non-playable characters, NPCs. There's NPCs that are not of this dimension. Like, I, two days ago, had a conversation with someone who has died. Mm -hmm. And then came back. So it's called a near-death experience, right? And he explained, like, immediately on impact, he broke his neck, uh, floating... paralyzed now uh, from the nipples down, but floating above his body, like immediately didn't feel pain. And he said he saw everything that was happening below him. And this is, this happened when he was 17. So 17 year olds, like they don't know about this stuff. So it's not like he researched this and then made it into a reality when he, he got into an accident. Floated above, he saw everybody. And then he said there was a being that was like of like so bright light that he couldn't even look at it. And he explained, which they all explain, this feeling of bliss and love that we can't even comprehend in this physical body. And basically the thing just said, do you want to come with me or do you want to go back down there? And he said like, yo, I'm like, I'm not done with what I have to do here. And he said, just like, he just had that one thought and then he woke up in hospital and the only thing he could do is move his wrist. But uh, yeah, because there's when you have to put those those NPCs into the mix also, Mm -hmm. and then then you see that that he has a beautiful description of one layer of the battery. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's uh, the same sort of thing, man. It's it's where although we are our own unique conscious agent within the greater sort of game world we're all still created from the same source code so at the root of it it's still the same coding but we are just different expressions of that code and obviously there's layers to it because that's how you hack the matrix that's how you that's how you jailbreak the iphone it's you there are ways of being able to manipulate this code in order to access areas that you wouldn't normally be able to access if you just take the stock um software as it is but then obviously uh, with us we've we can manipulate the software through manipulating our hardware and that's something that i wanted to get into with you man it's like our bodies i want to kind of look at the esoteric anatomy of the body in terms of what the brain is what our dna is what the hair is about what's the pineal gland about everything like that so if you want to jump into that as well man because we, i know that you can uh you had this cool yeah. little infographic where you broke down the body of what what's what and i really like that i think that was something that's uh yeah definitely on the right path with how you sort of um took each of like the endocrine glands and what they were about and then different parts of our body be it our eyes be it our hair be it our yeah, just everything all together, man. You know what I'm on about, right? That post.
2: Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's interesting because I I want to start talking about how to, how to use multi dimensions, the multi dimensional framework to travel through different realities to like a reality of our choosing. Maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we won't. Uh, but. Okay so what is the body so within so in order to do all of that we need to have a good piece of technology and we're here now within this this spacesuit like of a way of explaining of what our body is like this is a piece of technology so i don't think anyone's found out the part of us where we are right like where like if you say you're a character and I'm a character, I don't, I don't think anybody has discovered like the actual difference between us. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like uh, if I have a radio and you have a radio and we're playing different signals, um, we would assume that the radios are different, but if we tune like, We don't want to make the mistake that the radio, like the sounds that are coming out of the radio, that the people are inside the radio. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of what our technology, this sort of, our brain is telling us that we are inside of ourselves. That's what, what it's telling us, but we don't want to make the same mistake as like thinking that the people are inside the radio. No, you are tuning the frequency of yourself to your body. And we know this because when people get heart transplants, like when, when, when somebody dies and then their heart gets put into somebody else, there's like an insane amount of people that get the memories of the other person. And they also get, they, they solve murder mysteries. The, the new person with a new heart can mm-hmm. then tell the police, and I don't have any references I can give you, but I'm sure it can just be Googled. They can tell the police where the last person is buried because they remember the whole situation of what happened. And that's because the DNA within the heart is tuning the frequencies and channeling it into the person. Uh, If I take off my hair, I think I'm gonna have to do it. Well, no I don't. If you imagine twisting something, so the way that we 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 view DNA is like this ladder that's twisted, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of got the the spiral shape. Well, if you imagine keep on twisting that DNA, it's not going to stay in a in a twisted ladder. It's going to start curling in and twisting on itself. That's how my hair is done. I took my hair up and I twist it, and if I keep on twisting, then it starts curling into a ball. Then I can then just make it into a small ball. But this was kind of like a Jacob's ladder that goes up. I don't know, like a foot and a half above my head, right? And then I twist it, in and it curls into this thing, and it keeps on curling. And if if it, the DNA is all structured like this, it's all curled and then curled and curled and curled and curled. And the way that I was taught what DNA was, they're they're looking at like one little aspect of this curl, and so everything's about math and geometry. If you if you if you then put geometry into this, and you realize that the shape of the width of the curls, and I'm talking about all the curls. It's not, just, it's not just the twist of the ladder. It's a twist that the ladder makes into the bun, into the bigger bun, into the bigger bun. All of these are all like golden meme ratios. Like they're, they're all in perfect harmony. And this is sort of like the radio dial. This is, this is what frequencies we're channeling. And we have an ability to, to change that. We, we can change that internally by just telling ourselves like emotion is essentially the, the key to it, right? Energy in motion. And we've talked about the mystery schools In the Egyptian mystery school. The very first thing they did was they worked people through their emotions, anger, happiness, sadness, greed, lust, all of their emotions possible. The Egyptian initiates, and I'm talking about elongated skull, half-god people.
0: Yes, uh, that's, that's, that's they, the uh, stuff
2: I love. They work through all of their emotions because this is the frequency of our body. And you, they work through all the emotions by remembering times where they're in certain situations. And then they would fluctuate. They would, they would train themselves to make them be happy. And then the next moment be like outraged. And then the next moment be uh, joyous and the next moment be in love, and then in the next moment be like grieving and they would they would remember the situations and then they would get used to doing it without having to remember and so they could just just like on a dime snap their their energetic frequency to a different phase, and then which is calling different frequencies into them, and that was the very first an initiate would go through because. You want to have control of your energy. You don't want the frequency and energy taking control of you. And so to, to sort of like step over the bridge between sort of being in this life and having life happen to you, like to step over the bridge where you are life, like experiencing, having an experience within you and and like you need to control your emotions. All right. All right. All right. So back to what I was saying. So that was just like our DNA. So that was all to say that our DNA is transmitting signals, much like a radio transmits signals. Right. And you'll start to get into like, well, is there more than one human transmitting the same signal? The answer to that is yes. And also if we take time out of the situation, people that believe they have past lives, there's not really a thing as time, right? We're perceiving linear time. So that means that our past lives aren't really past. They are happening now in another reality. And so, oh man, we're getting into so much. I'm going off into often, it's so many candidates. <laughs> I love it, man. So just, I, go, just go where the flow takes you. All right, I'm going to back up to the body. How does the body receive these signals? So you're in Europe, so you guys are pretty white over there. Um, mm-hmm, definitely so. One yeah. thing
0: before one thing before you kick off, Ra, the, when you were describing the coils of the DNA, um, for anyone who is interested in what Ra was explaining in terms of the golden ratio being kind of like the the mathematical constant between the scales of the uh the coils if you look up a guy called dan winter and just type dan winter into youtube and it will come up with a video it's like a two hour long video of dan's work and it's all about the golden ratio and sacred geometry that's found within our dna and he he goes so deep into it and it's just it's fucking next level. So yeah, anyway, brah, kick it off, man. Yeah,
2: so I said some things that he says in there, or I say some things that he doesn't say in there, like basically like building on what he said. But I think the name of that video is called like The Purpose of DNA, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's two hours of better said talk than I just said. But... uh <laughs> So where is this frequency I'm talking about coming from? So I, I, I don't like to say I believe, so I'm just going to talk because I don't believe anything. I, I know what I know. Right. And it doesn't matter to me if somebody else says it's wrong. Like I know it to be true. I don't believe it. I know it. So the sun is not what we're taught. I don't believe, well, I don't, I don't, the the concept that the sun is burning gas is a very convenient truth for us to make up about this ball of fire in the sky mm-hmm. or this ball of light in the sky because on earth we think that fire creates light. So we're like, okay, that thing must be on fire because fire creates light here. But like the reason why fire creates light here is because it came from light and like the wood is holding conserving the light and when you 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 spark a match to it it's going to release that light so you can't really define the source of light by what it creates yeah you can't like it's it's this weird thing uh so i i'm thinking that the sun is more like a node of like this energy and the entire universe is living and it's transmitting data through the the electric nodes, which we know of as stars. And those electric nodes are birthing planets and the planets birth animals and plants and people. And the stars are transmitting all of this data through uh, light and the light is coming down and it's facilitating the structure of everything. It's facilitating the structure of DNA and it's facilitating the shape that we take, like our physical body and So the way that we receive light and get light into our body is important. And so melanin in our skin, right? So when we go out in the sun, we get tanned. The melanin in our skin is capturing light. So much like a plant is green, we have our own hue, right? Like we have our own color, we shine sun on us we can see our color if you put a plant in a cupboard it'll turn white because it's not getting light on it it's the same thing with us if you put us in a box called a home mm-hmm. then we turn white so if melanin is actually holding light it's not it's not uh, it's not protecting us from anything it's it's activated from the light So there's melanin in our hair, in our skin, in our eyes. And our hair, our skin, and eyes are actually all a part of our nervous system and our brain. So there's melanin that goes in through our nervous system and throughout our brain also. And the pineal gland produces melatonin, which is very related to melanin. So melatonin gets produced by the pineal gland and that's associated with the dreaming and the connection with source and the pineal gland is like highly regarded in all these ancient texts because of its activation powers. So with all of that said, what's happening is the sun is hitting our skin, our hair, our eyes, and it's going, it's being transmitted into our hypothalamus which is like the master of our, our hormones, into our pineal gland, down through our, through our, like there's a cavity that comes down into our mouth. In our mouth, we have our teeth and our tongue. Our tongue is a direct connection to our heart and it goes all the way down also from there to the base, like the, our base, the base of our spine and our teeth are like the circuit breakers to every energy meridian in our body. Mm -hmm. Hold on one second. There's dogs running around here. I'm going to just. That's cool, man. Hold that one thought.
0: So guys, how are you experiencing the podcast so far? I told you this one would be deep and I love, uh, I love Raj shit. What he's got to say about this. And, um, yeah, Rob. Just I just want to jump in quickly with something that I was, and then I and then you can get straight back and into. Remember that you're talking about the teeth is like the uh, the breaker points of the meridians. So one of the things that I've been like again that I've come to the truths that I've come to is like you said that the sun is not what we've made it out to be. The sun is like a source of information, light. What is light? Light is photons. They know that photons itself, light particles, you can encode infinite amounts of information that's what scientists are beginning to try to do is to be able to encode information into the light itself so what my whole thing is about that do you know about the procession of the equinox and things like that Mm
2: -hmm. so
0: yeah so you got the processional cycles which is a 25,920 year cycle and then just as we have our circadian rhythms our sleep wake cycle you scale that up into the seasonal cycles of the earth so, what's you got like um, summer, autumn, winter, spring, and then what I don't know if that was in order. Fuck man, you got know, like, them off, <laughs>
1: yes,
0: fucking graduated, and um, yeah, scale that up again, and then we have it on a galactic level, which is you can look at as the great clock, which is the processional cycle. And the way that it's described through ancient civilizations is that just as you have sleep, wake, and then scale up again, sleep, wake, scale up again, sleep, wake. And what that does, the, the overall great clock affects our consciousness, our level of consciousness. And the way that it does this is where, it's, where we're positioned in the galaxy and in the universe as everything is spiraling continuously. And literally from what I'm aware that obviously we've just entered the age of Aquarius – And we are now at what would be classed as the beginning of spring. If you were to look at that cycle and break it into four, and 12,000 years ago, the end of Atlantis, we were beginning winter. So we start, or I should say we were beginning autumn, and then we fell through the last 12,000 years, and that's why we started to see um, civilization degrade through the past 12,000 years until we get to our modern point today. And what's happening now is that we're entering the photon band. We are entering a certain alignment within the, ga- the galactic hole where we are now being subjected to more photons, more energy, more information. And because of that, we are going to start our ascent, our, our sort of evolution as such, that everything is cycle- cyclical. We've been there before and our ancestors are us in the future. That's what we're that's all of the ancient myths of old of the gods of old, that is our destiny to reach that peak again. And we are entering that stage within history where we're gonna begin that ascent again. And it's interesting what you're saying of how the sun, um, all these other stars are like nodal points which then connect everything together within the universe. And the universe is essentially just light, consciousness, data, mm-hmm. information. And the way that you're saying that we bring that information into us uh, it's very interesting as well. Do you know the work of Dr. Jerry Tennant? Have you heard of him? No. Um, Dr. Jerry Tennant is amazing, man. He's a genius um, based down in Texas, and he is all into bioelectricity. And he talks about all the different meridians, all the different um, cellular voltage of how our cells need to be operating at a certain voltage in order to survive. Otherwise, they go through cellular apoptosis if the voltage isn't correct. And then maybe
2: you- I, I just don't know his name, but maybe I know the guy.
0: Yeah. Pro- you probably have to, I man. Gonna, I mean,
2: I was going to get into exactly like what I probably learned from this guy.
0: Yeah. Go ahead, man. You, you,
2: you jump on, you jump on with your bit now. No, but that was, that was, uh, I kind of skipped over that when I was talking about lights, facilitating everything that happens here. It all has to do with, with the the frequency of the light coming in, and that has to do with the sun revolving around the galaxy, which you explained really well. Uh, So the, the thing is, is that, yeah, we're on the ascent. So literally every day is a higher vibrational frequency of light coming into us than the day before because of we're sort of making our way back towards the summer, as you put it. So we want to make sure that we're getting these light frequencies into our body. And so the, the melanin is capturing the light. It's bringing it down through our pituitary pineal into our mouth. And then a few things are happening. Our Our teeth are connected to everything in our body, right? So, so a lot of people, when they think about meridians, they're thinking about uh, – like the palms of the hands and the palms of the feet, and even the navel point have all of the energy meridians represented here. So you can just Google, you know, palm of the hand energy meridians, and you'll see that there's a nerve or a channel or something that's connected. It's, let's, I'll just call it a channel that could be a nerve. It could be fascia and muscle and tendon, but there's a channel of energy that comes to our palm. Well, the same thing is in our teeth. So our teeth are connected to all of our organs, all of our emotions, and all of our uh, musculature, right? Because the musculature, so our teeth have a nerve in it. And if you think about the best thing to channel this light to our body, our mouth would be the the perfect thing because we're always using our mouth. We're using our mouth to eat. So it's stimulating. It's it's like we're just putting pressure on these Points in our hand it's called reflexology putting pressure on these points stimulates these points and doctors can actually heal your body based on putting pressure on the reflex points in our hands and feet well the same thing's happening within our mouth when we eat and when we talk so that's where chanting comes into play hmm. so chanting and talking is putting vibration into our energy ingredients so if you think about om um, Ekdongkar Satnam City. Like all of these sounds are putting vibration, and our tongue is t- touching a different part of our the roof of our mouth, and our tongue and our teeth are making different shapes, and that vibration is going through these energy meridians. So our teeth is then transmitting and using the light energy to go throughout our body, and our body is uh, is put together all connected so our muscles are sort of like they're building the energy they're like batteries our, our muscles are battery systems for our entire being it's all connected and so each organ has a set of muscles that's connected to it and so those muscles are responsible for the health of that organ and also each organ has a tooth that's connected to it and also each organ has an emotion that it's primarily uh related to and a color and a chakra center so in terms like i used to own a gym for many years so in terms of making it fully so i'm i'm pretty well versed in the human anatomy and and the capabilities of a human of the human being and when we talk about experiencing life on this physical dimension we want to make sure that our technology is as as capable as possible and and we got to make sure that all of these energies these subtle energies are being able to be transmitted through our body and so there's some some key things that we can do no matter the condition of our body right like we all have been sitting in chairs our entire life we've been wearing shoes so everything's kind of malfunctioning we have cavities in our teeth i've even got some teeth pulled You know, so, so what's happening? Well, there's, there's definite inefficiencies with being a a human in this age because we're being manipulated by higher powers. So we're going to have inefficiencies and we need to accept them, but we want to make sure that we're at least getting this information in the form of light into our body as, as accessible as possible. So it's not just eating and breathing. Breathwork is important. And so is eating but there's a lot of information in light and there's a lot of information in frequency. So we can get light from being outside and want to have our hair exposed. The more hats we wear with polyester, the more we're blocking the light. Uh, Natural fibers is on our skin. So this is like super organic, pure cotton. And even just something like wearing a t-shirt that has polyester, you're wearing plastic and that's blocking this light frequency from hitting your body and it's and it's disrupting it so we gotta we want to make sure we're outside and then also if our feet are on the earth our earth is also humming at a rate that is uh used by our body so i mean everyone's talking about earthing but when you really think about your body as a as a battery, as a piece of technology, it really starts to make sense, like why you need to put your feet with all of its energy meridian points on the earth. Because we all aren't getting as much sunlight, we all might have missing teeth, we all might not be speaking in a language that facilitates this energy. So we need to kind of like hit it from multiple directions. So we've got sun, light, we have talking, we have chewing. Even just chewing is something that we we don't do nowadays you think about the time before anything was processed, we would be chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and and stimulating and stimulating and sending energy, energy, energy through our entire system. And now we use our mouth so little that our jaws are shrinking and our teeth are actually being bunched together and crooked. So you're going to, you can, you can chant. Also you can produce your own vibration uh, or you can get on the earth and Yeah, I just want to plug that that website that I was telling you that I'm going to be launching soon, uh, KriyaOfTheWeek.com. And that's going to be basically a 25-minute long set called a Kriya where you do movements to stimulate the body and move this electrical force through your body. We're doing breath work. uh, We're doing chanting and meditation and it's a really it's a short method to make sure our body is clean and clear and transmitting data and also a lot of it's it's a good way to get into meditating because a lot of people think they have to know how to meditate to meditate well i want to i want to show people how to do it so you get one kriya in the beginning of the week you repeat it every single day you take notes and then you get a new kriya every single week and essentially you're Teaching your body how to transmit this energy and move this energy through your body, in the different kriyas that we do. Um. So yeah, it all comes down to transmitting the light around. That's that's what everything is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah one of the uh, one of the things I wanted to add in as well, Raman, um, what you were saying then about different ways of bringing that light into us. Um, I'm going to hit this from a few different angles. The first is a practice that. It's like an it's like an ancient practice. It's like a yogi technique, but I kind of add a lot of shit into it just to get the most bang for my buck with it. So first thing I would do is you want to sit grounded. Um, you want to kind of you can even do this in the morning or in the evening. It's because in, it involves sun gazing. So you want to sit grounded. You want to do something like breath of fire. You want to oxygenate the body. You want to get yourself charged. Then what you want to do is do a headstand. And while you're doing a headstand, you want to be sun gazing. While pushing your tongue to the root of your mouth, and then what? Then you're getting the fucking triple whammy because you've got that oxygenated blood that's coming that's going to be directed down into the brain. At the same time, you're then watching you're doing sun gazing, and you're getting so you're getting photons through your eyes. You're getting the electrons, the negative ionic charge coming up through the earth directly into your head, where you're getting this sort of alchemical marriage of blood, photons, electrons. and that puts you into some next level, next level uh consciousness, from my experience anyway. And then what you can do as well is you can do breaks of doing your sun gazing while in a headstand and do like Shambhavi Mudra, where you pull your eyes to the back of your head. That's another way of doing of getting like a deep meditative state. And what I wanted to add on to that, Ra was when you're saying about finding ways of order to get the light into your system. What what we need to do, or what how I've um how I how I've read it before and kind of put into my own words is that you we need to find a way like well, supposedly this uh, this does add in a little bit of nutrition into it as well. It's um your polyunsaturated fats, omega six and omega 3s preferably omega 3s more than omega six but what they do, they have a potential to hold a lot of electrons, electron clouds. And what we need is for our, for the um, the our cellular nuclei to hold a positive ionic charge. And then what we need then is for the, um, for the inner cellular membrane to hold a negative ionic charge, and for the outer uh, perimeter of the cellular membrane to hold a positive charge and what this does it creates like a diode where it pulls electrons and photons directly into the cell and the more photons you can hold within your cell that's obviously the more information that your cell holds and then it's as above so below you begin to channel that whatever you want to call it cosmic consciousness the source code whatever you want to do it it's you've literally become yeah light and then you start to activate that sort of semiconductive, superconductive properties of the body when it's um potentiated correctly if that yeah, makes
2: sense yeah and yeah i i live in los angeles and so there's there's all these activated people here so i just want to add on to everything on to this last point that you just said because maybe people don't have experiences or have friends that are psychic or remember themselves as a fairy or like, like a lot of my friends can do all different types of, of like, they all have a superpower, you know, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got someone that I could call up right now and she'll know the words that I'm saying to you right now. Cause she's just tapped into me. Uh, she'll tell me things that I've said like, just like word for word where, yeah. So anyways, like there's people that hear things and, and this is all what you're saying is tapping into this, like how I used to meditate and go to the fre- through the frequency there. They're kind of just doing it all the time while they're awake because their voltage is so high. They're already at the frequency of like the Atlantean times or the mm-hmm. Lumerian times. Like they're already sort of there. And that's where we get into ascension and like what it means to be at that time. Like humanity operates in a different manner. The, the actual structure of how we view reality and our purpose here changes when we're in this, the spring and summer season as compared to now, like right now, everything's about me, me, me fear and, and all this stuff. But when you're completely cohesive as a civilization and you're united as one, uh, things are a little bit different, and we're seeing that with the internet like the internet is the globalized mind in our pocket so we're already ascending with our technology we're bringing ourself like right now we're 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 speaking this podcast, and many people will listen to it and it's it's the same thing as if I could transmit data telepathically. It's just, we explain it to ourselves with technology, but back in like the time the pyramids were built and the Atlantean times, even before that, they didn't need technology. That's why we don't find machines. We find stones because they were using a technology that we don't even view as technology now. The minerals, the actual earth itself, the Mm -hmm. shape, like they put it in the shapes to cause frequency that causes uh, an action. And we think it's just a rock no no no. it's way more than that it's like a billion times stronger than what our iphone can do uh you also said eyes up to the roof of the head and pull back i like that because that's really pulling on that i mentioned the pituitary and the pineal gland like there's a cord off our eyes one goes to our visual cortex and it processes the light And then there's another cord in our eyes that goes straight to our hypothalamus, which then goes straight to our pineal gland. So when we rotate our eyes, that cord gets pulled. So it's similar to pushing the reflexology point, Mm -hmm. but directly on the pineal gland when you rotate your eyes up like that. So that's a really cool, I mean, essentially, that's a kriya that you're doing. Um, I want to, yeah, you're putting the soles of your feet to the heavens, which is the purpose of like the lotus position also that's why the yogis sit that way so that their the soles of the feet can be pointed up to the heaven to get that transmission
0: it's the same thing as well man as i say there's i can't fuck i can't really remember the specific um names for these i had i had um someone before that told me about it it's like there's two types of skin and the type of skin that you have on the palm of your hand and the and the ball of like your yeah your saw of your foot is different and you obviously have photoreceptors there so maybe that's why they were pointing it to the heavens because then you would get those photoreceptors were picking up the sun picking up photons directly in which was obviously then going to stimulate the uh the bioelectric circuit in the system in your yeah in your body so that might be a reason as well i mean that might be the the sort of quantum health perspective of why their feet were to the heavens obviously there's esoteric layers to that as well with spiritual significance but in terms of like yeah, bringing in the photons through the hands and the feet I think that's a that's probably a good way of um, explaining it I
2: like the breath also the um, there's a this guy that I met it was a it's a wild story about who he was but he was he was a magician of sorts and he was telling me about Uh, a study they did in like the 80s, which I tried researching, I couldn't find. But he said that they looked at doing breath of fire or dragon breath, uh, which is essentially the same thing, um, while sun gazing. And the light is shining through our atmosphere, right? And so in our atmosphere is a lot of nitrogen. And nitrogen is also... uh, like what our body uses when we eat protein. And so those, those people that begin to sun gaze and do breath work will start to notice that they're going to start getting less hungry because mm-hmm. when you're sun gazing and especially if you're doing dragon breath or breath of fire, dragon breath is just like breath of fire is focusing on the exhale like quick exhales, and then the inhale kind of happens automatically. dragging breath is you're focusing on the exhale and inhale, so you're just going super fast, just like hyperventilating very, very quickly. Uh, the light is shining through our atmosphere it's through the nitrogen and it's actually like bringing the nitrogen frequency into our body uh, through our eyes and through the breath and then, so you sort of he was explaining that in the study that if you did like uh sun gaze and did some sort of yoga it was it was dragon breath and i think just sun salutations it It was like eating a hamburger you get the amount of nitrogen in your body as eating a hamburger
0: wow man that's fucking insane but
2: again he was citing a study and he wasn't bullshitting me but i couldn't find it uh he was a body worker too so he knew all about these energy meridians and everything
0: yeah, it's it's interesting, man. There's just so much that we don't know, or we did know, which we're rediscovering. And it just, it's just taking a little bit longer than would be expected because there's so much dogma and so much uh, ideologies that's stopping us from even investigating this in a scientific manner. And I mean, again, you don't always need science to explain things for us. Like science today is just the modern, modern day uh, priesthood. There's that's, it's just another form of control that keeps us a certain paradigm. That's the operating system of the uh, matrix we're in. So before 2000 years ago, it was religion. And today it's science. And the next sort of evolutionary step will probably be some form of, uh, unification of religion and and science together into a new paradigm and that's when we're going to start taking shit to the next level i believe but there's just i mean that like you were saying earlier man like from from uh just schooling in general it it like this the general education board was created in 1903 by old rockefeller david d rockefeller himself and one of the carnegie's and just from that alone you can tell that the system was created in order to potentiate their business, like their business, which is very, it's material based. It's very reductionistic, scientific um, dogma. And they like everything that we've been taught is pretty much just been geared towards making us a um, making us smart enough to do their deeds, but not smart, but not smart enough to, to read between the lines and see the fucking jail cell that surrounds us that uh it's most of the time almost self-created as well and they just enforce it but uh yeah Rama, right, i'm just checking out the time mate and it's we've been we've been pretty much hitting this up for like two hours now so uh we're um we're beginning to tie this one in i could fucking sit here and talk to you for ages about this so that we should probably do a um we're doing part two sometime man and we're we're exploring some more concepts in depth like you never got to talk about the 8d dimensions you never got to talk about the uh the ways of what was the other thing that you wanted to explain tran you said that like how trans- to
2: how to travel into different realities do you want to
0: do that now uh sure
2: yeah yeah cool. so, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh so, the first thing we need to wrap our head around is that, and science validates this, that linear time doesn't exist. So, if linear time doesn't exist, what are we dealing with? What sort of matrix are we in? Um, and the answer to that question is we would have to be, instead of in one reality traveling through time, we would have to be in one reality traveling through realities, and time exists all the time like every every reality is existing at the same time so imagine ourselves like traveling through like we track like that snap and that snap are completely different realities and the only thing that really matters in that reality is the present moment the now but within each reality there is a past present and future even though the past and the future are sort of just made up their their memories or future constructs of the people within that reality. And that's where we get things like the Mandela effect happening, which mm. is a whole nother talk. So we're traveling through realities which explains the Mandela effect. It explains why people remember the past reality that I was in is different than the reality I'm in now. There's like there's I don't want to get into the Mandela effect, but anyone can look up the Mandela effect. It's, it's a very real effect and it explains that our past is different through recordings in movies and in brand names and jingles, um, because those are the, the recordings we have of the past don't match up to our memories of the past within this reality. Okay. So, uh, if we want to learn to, tra- to, to, to to steer the ship into different directions, we have to understand how that happens. And we do that with, with frequency. So we are observing this reality from this standpoint because we are tuned into this reality. If there right now is a reality where you're being born, right? that reality is existing right now. It's just our observation channel isn't there right now. It's here in this reality. So the reality where you're being born is happening currently. We're just not there. We're not tuned to that frequency. We're There's also a reality where you're flying like a bird without an airplane, just you're flying like a bird, but we're not tuned to that frequency, right? So all infiniteness of anything that could possibly happening is happening now but we're here now in this reality and and the collective consciousness cuz we're not just like one person but let's just say the collective consciousness of our earth is tuned to this frequency of this reality now most people like rockefeller like these initiates they understood this stuff so the people controlling the earth tuned The frequency of most of the people to what they want, and then the people keep on cycling into the realities that the elites want them to be in. So, as an individual person, we do have an ability to change that direction of sort of our collective consciousness and where we're headed. And as we start changing that, our frequency will affect others, and they'll start to subscribe to the new frequencies and the new realities. So, just to make this shorter than than making it into this super long thing, if you want to be in a reality where you own a company or you want to be in a reality where you you know have a girlfriend or have a house, it's important to to realize that most of the things that we think we want aren't real, so a lot of people think they want a million dollars. Nobody wants a million green pieces of paper that will do nothing for you, right? They want, they want a million dollars so that they can buy a house so that they can get a girlfriend so they can feel like a man, or they want a million dollars so they can have freedom. Uh, And the freedom and the feeling like a man is actually what I call the root level frequency. So we got to get to our roots of our desire. So if you want to go to the reality where we are tuned to having a girlfriend or having a house, we have to tune ourselves to that frequency. And the way that we do that is we just have to be that. Right. So we got like, like, let's say there's a kid who, who wants to be a rock star and he wants, and getting a contract of, of like, from a record label, that doesn't make you a rock star. What makes you a rock star is being a rock star. And the person that gets that contract was a rock star when they were eight years old practicing while all their friends were out playing. Mm. They were a rock star on their 21st birthday where they decided to work a show instead of being a patron in the bar. You know, that's what made them get to the reality where they're getting a contract signed. Right? So if you want to start steering the ship, to that reality, you have to tap into this, the version of you that's in that reality, right? So there's a kid with a guitar. I wanna be a rock star. All right, what does that look like? I'm a rock star. Really tune into the frequencies of it. I feel this way, my emotions are this way, I hold myself this way. Then you have to imagine that this avatar gets just transplanted into your body. And what would this person be? How would they be? I mean, maybe just imagining and being that person is enough. But if that still doesn't ring true, if that doesn't resonate with you, you have to take yourself to a series of drills. How would this person behave without having a YouTube channel, without, you know, having a contract? Because none of that stuff makes the rock star, right? The rock star is, is the person before they got the contract. You have to really be that person then. Like that means that like maybe you start performing on Instagram, even though 10 people view the video, it doesn't matter. You're the rock star. How does the rock star behave in your current situation? You just, and you know, however you look at it, you're tuning your frequency, you're tuning your reality, you're steering your ship till you get to the point where if what you want is a contract, which I wouldn't suggest, (laughs) because they're just going to take advantage of you. But if that's your sort of finish line, then you just be that now. That's the only way. And this can be explained in a lot better. I'm trying to rush through it, but it's the only way to anything is that what we think we want isn't true. So like, look at the things that we think we want. We want a car, we want whatever we want and really get to the root feeling, the emotion. And then let that emotion register and ring through and let that emotion be the guiding light for every decision you make. Just remember the feeling of the reality, which you are in. It's just, it's connecting to the feeling of that reality. And you'll feel a cord coming out of your chest towards that reality. And every decision you make, you just remember that cord. Let that cord make the decisions for you. What you eat, what you sleep, like who you talk to, what you do with your time, all based on that, that cord towards that reality. And that's what, Everybody who's successful talks about Jim Carrey's like I used to go in the Hollywood Hills and just look at everything and just think like one day this is like everyone's going to know me and one day I'm going to be a famous comedian and one day I'm going to have $10 million in my wallet like carried around the check with the $10 million thing on it. So it's all about aligning frequency and that can all also be done by source. So I'm at the stage now where I don't desire anything. I just let it flow through me but some of us still want to go towards the realities of their choosing and you have to be that now yeah man uh yeah and we could go on from there but i think that's i mean for the sake of time
0: yeah that that was solid man and that's exactly the same how i do my visualizations like literally kind of like step by step that's what you would do you visual, like you visualize where you kind of want to go or what you want to be and then you—it's important that you have that emotion because that emotion is what anchors you to that nodal point in time. And once you've got that emotion to it, and you've experienced it within that visualization, then that's a, that's real. You've experienced that reality; it's there, and that that emotion anchors you to it. And then all you have to do then, like you said, is just keep—you just have to actively be that person in your present moment, and you will set sail towards that nodal point in time. And, um,
2: it's one I of the, I want to say one more thing, like, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. But that's, and then another thing, go, 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 uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought you were going to wrap cool, up man. the show. No, um, bad. so the, the key is, is that once like you said, you once you feel that emotion, you're there. Right. And a master of this, a master practitioner of this, that's it. Like, like they're a rock star, even without the contract and everything else that I said is completely useless because they're anchored to the reality where they're a rock star. It doesn't matter if they can't pay their cell phone bill or they don't have 10 girlfriends or whatever you associate with being a rock star. If you have that feeling anchored within you, then it almost erases the desire, right? It it almost like, It brings that reality towards you. And that's actually the alchemy of it all is when you can get to the level where you can think about a reality and just be it now, then you don't need the external proof. You don't need the contract anymore. You don't need what you thought you wanted. You just have it now. And then that's like, then you're at the next level of playing field. Then we have to talk about how to operate within this level. But yeah, it's like, When you step out of one matrix into the next, you're just in another matrix. And then you step into the next one.
0: (laughs) It's infinite, infinite matrices. And just to add to that, Ra, as well, what you're saying, man, it's that it's hard to, it's a hard one to balance of becoming and being. And that's, that's one of, that's one of the things that I've sort of really integrated into my life over the past few months of, since I released the business of I was always I was always trying to become the guy that I knew I needed to be to be able to take this business to where I wanted to and to be able to achieve what I wanted with this business which is to wake the world up and then I got to the point of what am I like what am I waiting for I'm always waiting to become instead of just like you said just be that person And once you be that person and embody that person within the moment, like, yeah, you're already there. You're already there. And for, in my mind, I'm already, I'm already the guy, I'm already the, the God that's awoken and I'm going to, I'm going to make Primal Alchemy the biggest health and fitness brand in the world and wake everyone up. And for me, like it's all of the other, all of the extra shit is just, that's going to come. But for me, like I've done those visualizations, I've got those anchor points and I'm that guy and now I'm just going to, flow towards it but like you said yours like you're at a different level again man where you're just like i got no desires i'm just fucking flowing (laughs) so it's uh interesting but yeah rah man let's um let's tie this one up dude man i fucking love this talk with you man this is everything that i was expecting it to be and i'd probably say this is my favorite ever episode to be fair man this is the sort this is my bread and butter this is the shit that i love talking about and for for a while i've been yearning for a, for an episode for someone just to go fucking deep down the rabbit hole with and this has definitely uh definitely supplied the uh the candy for me on this one and yeah i hopefully you enjoyed it as well man i really did um gain a lot from just being able to talk to you and i can see that like you said there's uh you you what what you talk is what you know and it doesn't matter whatever people think people could call you bullshit they could call bullshit on what you say but this is experience this is your truth this is what you know and that's so imp- that's so important and you can tell just when you talk that this is uh that yeah it resonates on a different level than someone who may be regurgitating other people's shit
2: sweet yeah man it was super fun i enjoyed talking to you and uh yeah, bro, just like your next level. So
0: thanks, know. man. Yeah, it, that's, I that's but then that's what you said, man. When you when you start reaching these levels, you get access to the thresholds of the other levels wherever people are at, where the, the higher mem the higher level uh NPCs are at. And it's the same, man. You're not gonna meet a level 100 uh warlock if you're just some level two beta character that's not even got out of the, the not even unlocked the extra uh points in the map you're still in the first area of the map and that's what it's about you've got to level yourself up you've got to do shit face some adversity get some xp and then as you level up you begin to come in contact with other people that are on a similar path or other people that have done the work and they're on these higher levels and you can learn from them you get new side allies you get new party members and then you get to go do cool shit you get to go do cool side quests together like travel to the astral realm and pick up females in their dreams (laughs) that's what i'm fucking waiting on man trust i'm waiting for you to appear in my dream and be like chris let's go buddy i've got us a got us an express ticket to some uh to some nice hippie girls in california
2: hey man like at the higher levels you have to start teaching and spreading knowledge so so i'm glad to see (laughs) you're working Um,
0: but anyway man before we before we cut this off um for everyone that's enjoyed today and they've fucking hell man they they definitely would have if they've they've lasted this long and they definitely enjoyed it uh where can where can they find more from you man i know you briefly mentioned your new website that's getting released soon and then obviously
2: yeah go ahead yeah we got instagram is a -A 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 raw underscore of underscore earth and then kriya of the week dot com k-r-i-y-a of the week uh will be launching soon and it's got a tidy up some website stuff and membership things but uh yeah those are the two places
0: all right sound brother all right guys so let's uh let's call this one a night so that's gonna be episode 46 rolling out guys as always stay woke as fuck i'll catch you on the next episode